this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Today's episode is sponsored by the Read Harder Journal. Created by Book Riot, this smartly designed reading log consists of entry pages to record stats, impressions, and reviews of each book you read. Evenly interspersed among these entry pages are 12 challenges inspired by Book Riot's annual Read Harder initiative, which began in 2015 to encourage readers to pick up Passover books, try out new genres, and choose titles from a wider range of voices and perspectives. Indulge your inner book nerd and read a book about books. Get a new perspective on current events by reading a book written by an immigrant, Find a hidden gem by reading a book published by an independent press, and so much more. Each challenge includes an inspiring quotation, an explanation of why the challenge will prove to be rewarding, and five book recommendations that fulfill the challenge. Get your copy at bookriot.com slash readharderjournal. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 79, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello. Today I am little in the middle, but I've got much back pain. I threw my back out the other day, just stupid, like leaning down to pick something up. And I don't know, it went one way and I went the other way. So I'm recording this standing up, which is a new adventure for me. Um, Hopefully it's on its way out. It feels a little better, uh, but I'm going to make it a quick one today. Uh, But first I want to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Avon KissCon Weekend Affair. Pucker up, romance lovers. Avon is launching a weekend-long KissCon event featuring over 30 favorite Avon and Harlequin authors. KissCon will feature writing panels, author-reader interactive events and games, lively discussions, a movie night, and a giant multi-author signing. It's in Chicago on April 5th through the 7th. KissCon has sponsored local evening events around the country for three years now, but you can be a part of the very first KissCon weekend affair. Attending authors represent every genre of romance. Talk historical romance with Beverly Jenkins, Eloisa James, or Sarah McLean. Share your contemporary loves with Jill Shalvis, Jennifer Ryan, or Sally Thorne. And if you like a sci-fi fantasy edge romance, you can meet Janine Frost, Jennifer Estep, and Julie Kagawa. Tickets start at $75. One, two, and three-day tickets are available, as well as a discount hotel block. Hurry, because tickets are going fast. You can register at kisscon.org. So, out this week is a book that I've been waiting to talk about. I did talk about it on the main podcast. Uh, it's Mouthful of Birds, stories by Samantha Shrublin. You know how I feel about her. I've discussed Fever Dream a million times. I am obsessed with that book. Uh, and so I was thinking, like, some books that had bird in the title, which might be a theme that I have already done before, but if not, yay. And if I did, here's some more great ones. Buckle up. <laughs> so my first pick is The Earthquake Bird by Susanna Jones. It's about a young woman. She's very troubled. She decides to leave the country and take a job as a translator in Japan. Her name is Lucy. Uh, She falls for a mysterious photographer that she meets while she's in Japan. Uh, And eventually, their twosome becomes a threesome when they get involved with a young woman named Lily. But then, their relationship takes a dark turn. It's sort of a psychological slow burn I really enjoyed it. Uh, When the Amanda Knox case came to light, uh, I thought, hmm, this sounds like the earthquake bird. It was Amanda Knox before Amanda Knox. 
Um, it's like 15 years old now, I think, but I really, really liked it. It's very sinister and, but like slow moving and beautiful. It's the earthquake bird by Susanna Jones. There's also the good Lord bird by James McBride, which won the national book award. I'm sure I've probably talked about this book before. It's set, uh, you know, in, during the civil war era, which is like my favorite period in history to read about. Uh, this is about a young slave named Henry and he's 11 years old. It's, it's 1857 in Kansas. His master is a horrible, horrible man, like all masters are. And he has an encounter with John Brown, the abolitionist, who shows up uh, where he's, I think he's at the store. I read it so long ago, I'm trying to remember. He's at a store. And uh, a confrontation takes place, and Henry ends up joining up with John Brown and leaving town. Except through some weird circumstances, Henry happens to be wearing a dress, and so he is mistaken for a girl. So John Brown thinks he is rescuing a young girl, uh, they call him Little Onion, and he keeps up the charade throughout his whole adventures with John Brown. He stays with John Brown right up until the Harper's Ferry incident in 1859. If you know history, uh, you know Harper's Ferry does not go well for anyone, um, but it's such a good book. And they're making it into a movie. I believe Ethan Hawke is... He bought the rights, possibly? It's like his favorite book or something. Uh, so it's going to be like a TV movie, I believe, coming out this year or next year. So that's The Good Lord Bird by James McBride. There's also When Women Were Birds, 54 Variations on Voice by Terry Tempest Williams. We, you know that Rebecca and I are huge Terry Tempest Williams fans. This is such a beautiful little book. It's about the time when her mother was dying, and she said to Terry, uh, I've been keeping journals. Now, in their religion, they, they are Mormon. Um, it is the wife's job to like keep a journal of the events that go on as, as their lives go on. And Terry didn't realize that her mother had even been keeping journals, but she's, her mother made her promise that she wouldn't... She wanted her to have them, but she made her promise she wouldn't look at them until she had passed away. And so after her mother died, she collected these journals and discovered that they were all blank inside. Uh, so she discusses her relationship with her mother and her faith and the symbolism of the blank journals and the meaning of having a voice, um, and all in like these 54 little, little chapters. It's so beautiful. So that is When Women Were Birds... 54 Variations on Voice by Terry Tempest Williams. Now, a book I haven't read is The Thorn Birds by Colleen McCullough. Um, it's a huge book, I know that much, and it's a family saga set in the Australian outback. Uh, I remember the TV movie, like, I don't think I saw the TV movie when I was little, but I remember, like, the ads for it, and Richard Chamberlain looking, like, very smart in his fancy black suit with the red piping, which I now realize was a clerical uniform of some kind. Uh, I remember that everybody was so taken with the movie, but I haven't read the book. Now, it turns out, I asked you last week if I should read Little Women. So far, there is no one who thinks I shouldn't read Little Women, so I still haven't located my copy, but it has to be somewhere here. But should I read The Thornbirds? Do you think it holds up? I know it sold like a bazillion copies when it came out. Um, it was It's still like one of the best-selling novels of all time. So, is it, it, but it's like much bigger than Little Women. So, is it worth reading? Let me know. So, that's The Thornbirds by Colleen McCullough. Another book I did read, which was huge, and I, it has bird in the title. I want to mention it because it's The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle by Haruki Murakami. I read this at a time in my life when everything was going wrong, and so I don't know if I didn't really enjoy it because of that or because I just didn't enjoy it. Um, because I generally enjoy his books, um... But this one was a, it's like, there was a guy and he loses his wife's cat. He's looking for his wife's cat and then he loses his wife. 
And then he ends up in the bottom of a well, and I felt like he was in the well for, like, 500 pages. But everyone loves this one. It seems to be the favorite of his books. So maybe I should give it another try. I don't know. This is why I don't like giving negative reviews, like, to books. I just like talking about books that I enjoy, because everyone is trying their best, and maybe I was just, like, in a weird place... Which is why I mentioned it, because maybe I should read it again and I'll be like, oh yeah, that was amazing. I just couldn't give it my full attention. Um, or maybe it's just maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. But if you like Haruki Murakami, or if you like strange, strange books, then Why the Bird Chronicle might be for you. Also, uh, speaking of birds, I just learned recently, I did not know this, that the Hitchcock film, The Birds, is based on a short story by Daphne du Maurier, who wrote Rebecca. I had no idea. Um, I have not seen the birds, nor have I read that story. I'm just going to keep telling you about things I don't know anything about. This is like a regular day. Um, but I thought that was an interesting piece of information. Uh, my last pick for today is A Pigeon and a Boy by Meir Shalev. It's not, it doesn't have bird in the title, but, it, you know, pigeons are birds, so. There was a pigeon eaten by a hawk in my backyard the other day. It was amazing. I mean, poor pigeon, but it was amazing. But I'm getting distracted. Uh, so this book, Pigeon and a Boy, is dual narratives. I love a dual narrative. It's one that takes place during the 1948 War of Independence. It's about a mortally wounded pigeon handler. He, right before he dies, he sends off a last message to the love of his life. And that story is wound through the contemporary story of a middle-aged tour guide who loves birds. And he reconnects with his childhood girlfriend and falls in love all over again. It's so beautiful. I feel like nobody talks about this book, but I think it's amazing. So again, that is A Pigeon and a Boy by Mayir Shalev. And for Dealer's Choice today, I just picked up a copy of The Book of Boy by Catherine Gilbert Murdoch, which came out last year, and I've heard nothing but amazing things. It looks to be a middle grade book. I, I don't even really know that much about it. I just picked it up because I heard a bunch of people yelling and screaming and clapping for it. Um, it takes place in medieval times, I believe, and it's compared to The Inquisitor's Tale, which is what sold me, but it's about a young outcast who is swept into a thrilling and perilous medieval treasure hunt. So that sounds amazing. Um, so I'll let you know how that is. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. I have to lie back down on the floor now. Thanks again to our sponsors. You can go to bookriot.com slash readharderjournal to get your copy, or you can register for KissCon in Chicago April 5th through the 7th at kisscon.org. That's O-R-G. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.